top-class international cricket returns, and so does the top value. It's cricket only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 177. I'm Ed Hawkins, a relatively calm week in the cricket betting world, thanks to the SAT20 taking a breather after a breathless start. South Africa versus England in an ODI series seems almost relaxing by comparison. It's taking its place. Are you soothed, Sam Collins? It's always soothing to hear your voice, Edward Hawkins. But I have to say, I've looked down the script and, and I see you're persisting with this idea that the ILT20 is not a spoof, which I find perplexing um, as they, they feed the greed in uh, the world of cricket. Uh, South Africa versus England does look like a cracker, though. But maybe India versus New Zealand is more exciting. I suspect Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair is um, buzzing if he can remember what match he's watching. Yes, Sam, buzzing. Really looking forward to having some proper top-class international cricket for a change. Lovely stuff. And Richard Mann, are you on the edge of your seat waiting to prove Edward Hawkins hopelessly wrong? I'm I'm buzzing, Sam. Buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. buzzing. Um, Like a bee, what's on the show, Edward Hawkins? Yeah, team news, pitch reports, series views, players to follow, trends, trades, strategies for South, Af- for South Africa versus England in a three-match ODI series and India versus New Zealand in a T20 three-match series. Both of them start on Friday. Lovely stuff. Uh, and overviews of the Bish, the SA T20 and, um, apologies, the IL T20 plus best bets and the treble klaxon. So as ever, let's get on with the show. Let's start as ever with an outright. Uh, it's the big Bish. That first sportsbook prices 11 to 10. Perth, 6 to 4 sixes. Heats at 9. Um, I'm sorry, heat are at nines. I'm going to stop there because the rest would have either qualified or not. And we don't want to look silly um, first time for everything. Anyway, it's Perth, all the Sixers winning it. I'm reliably informed. Or is it Edward Hawkins who has some important news? Yeah, just as as soon as you get the grips with the big bash and you know these teams, they've changed all over again because Australia are recalling their test match players. So what does that mean? That means Sixers will have Steve Smith for the qualifier and Nathan Lyon for the qualifier, but nothing after that. They won't play in the final, and that's an issue for them. With Smith, he's been in terrific form. Patterson and Philippe have really dipped. There's no Ashton Agar Agar at all for Perth. Won't play in the playoffs at all. Lance Morris in the qualifier only. Jai Richardson still out injured. Not great noises about him coming back. So it's the Heat to win it then, surely. No, Kawaja and Labashain will not play in the final if they get there. Okay, I've got a good idea. Why don't the Big Bish, the ILT20 and the SAT20, at a particular stage, they should all just put their teams in a ring and you could just draw it out and then you, if you're Perth, you can get the IL. Anyway, that would be fun, wouldn't it? A bit of jeopardy. Um, Perth or Sixers, Richard Mann? Um, sixes, and I think me and Ed were very keen on them a few weeks ago at threes. They're obviously shot now, but I think they'll get the job done. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti, any upset here at all? Heat would have probably beaten sixes for a second time had Ray not intervened. Uh, are they a bet at nines and then trade out? 
Um, no, I don't think they are actually, because if you look at the uh, requirements, they're going to have to win three straight matches. So you are in effect backing a treble. And given that they're going to lose uh, Kawaja and Labuchain in the final, you'd think that they would be big outsiders, maybe six to four. So I think it'll pay bigger than that. Um, of course, it could happen. Um, I hope it doesn't because I'm on sixes and Perth, uh, Quinella at nine. So I hope the form stands up. Okay. Okay. Lovely stuff. Um, another outright. SAT20, which breaks on Tuesday for the SA versus England ODI series. Betfair Sportsbook go 5 to 2 Capitals, 10 to 3 Sunrisers, 4s Cape Town, 4s Pal, 5s Joburg, and 9s Durban. Paul Krishnamurti, are you surprised that Cape Town have been so poor and are still so short? Not really due to the format, because you've only got to finish in the top four and you've got an equal chance. It's not the same as the IL220 or the Big Bash or, any, or the IPL. Um, and they have reputation and they are still banging contention for the top four spot. I just got to ask a question here. So are, are we are these players going to be lost or not, these um England and South Africa players, or will they just simply have a break and play their internationals? Well the, the I think tournament... they're playing AI regens, aren't they? <laughs> the tournament breaks completely and then these the South Africa players definitely return. And we think we think the England players are, are returning as well, although we can't be sure about the England players who are returning to the ILT20. Um, so and the ILT20 have changed their rules halfway through, I think, uh, about how many associate and UAE players have been allowed to play. So it, anything could happen. I think it's all pretty much up in the air. Okay, so so our earlier calculations that some teams would fare much better than others at this time might not stack up because I did have jo- Johannesburg signed up because they're not losing really; they lose Reza Hendricks and that's it. So all the rest of them will be fresh. Yeah, yeah, they'll all, they'll all be coming back. So th- that edge has disappeared. Okay, quick view on this one, please, uh, Richard Man. To be honest, I, I like the top two in the outright at the moment. Top two in the table, Pretoria Capitals and, and Sunrisers. I think Sunrisers look a real team, uh, well led by Edwin Markham. And I think Capitals just, just tick all the boxes, don't they? They've got powerful batting. They've got a couple of really good all-rounders. Like spin, real pace through Nokia. So I think Pretoria Capitals, they'll probably f- play fourth in the semis. And that might be Mumbai Indians, Cape Town, which potential... Well, it wouldn't be a banana skin, but you might want to avoid them with all their big stars. But I just think Pataria, they look the standout team to me. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, before we go to the games, a very quick view on the ILT20 from each of you with a nugget, please. Edward Hawkins first. Mm, I've got lots of nuggets, me. Uh, Abu Dhabi Knight Riders, this isn't particularly uh, outstanding nugget, I must say. They are by far the worst team. Okay, we know that because they're losing lots of game. But on the metrics, they're really, really dreadful. So don't expect Knight Riders to suddenly come back. Uh, Warriors have the worst bowling unit by far and they will lose Wokes to that SA England series so overs on runs when they are bowling first please particularly versus the Desert Vipers on the metrics again most destructive batting unit that's next Tuesday on the 31st get those out for your notebook okay um, Richard Mann Right, so we we said right in the preview show that the seamers would do well out here, even though it's a subcontinent. Obviously, playing at night time, heavy dew, wet ball makes it hard for the spinners, and that's playing out in the wickets list. It's seamers dominating the top ten season wickets list, and just I'm just going to pick out the last five games. 
So the most recent one, each innings, Seema won with a five for Chris Jordan in the other innings with a three for in the second previous game, Lugman won with a two for and then there was a three-way tie. The third game, Sheldon Cotterill and another tie. Uh, Kamara in the fourth game back, another Seema. Uh, fifth game back, Raza, medium, quick. He won it. Basically, spinners are just not at the party at all in the top bowler markets. You've got to be playing the Seamers. I'm just looking at the next few games, with spinners. Still going off favourite in this market. I think you've got to you've got to back the best two seamers are going to bowl at the death. Probably eighty percent of your stake on one, and then just save on the other one, um, just to get your stake out. Seamers all the way. Avoid those spinners, please. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to mention the toss bias. I'm going to. Well, that was an absolutely brilliant point from Rich. Brilliant, brilliant angle. Well, I'm going to be following that without doubt. Um. Yeah, so also, we've discussed it before, we know about the toss in um, the Middle East. Dubai is the one where it is most extreme. We've had five from seven go to the chaser so far. But um, I think that the strategy here, rather than bet blind at the start, is to do it at halfway. Because very often we've seen at Dubai, I think we've seen it twice already there, where a team posts a big first inning score and it gets chased down. You can chase them down there. So if you're chasing sort of in excess of 180, the chase is still going to probably go off the outsider. And we even saw this, in fact, when the World Cup was held here, we saw a lot of games where um, we we didn't think that the team bad first to put enough runs up. But, you know, the market overreacted in their favour. So stick with that about in the halfway. One other thing as well, in the games at Sharjah, I'm confident we're going to get some some extreme unders at some point uh, because the two games so far haven't been especially high that generally means we it will get slower and we'll we'll get a big under so maybe back under 140 under 130 in those games great stuff here we go then two cracking contests to preview coming up South Africa versus England one day steer it series rather starts Friday, 11 a.m. from Bloemfontein, UK time. First match of three series overview time then with South Africa chalked up at 2.62 for game one, England at 1.56. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, we're taking England on at those prices. Need I remind you that they've won their last, or oh, sorry, won one of their last three series rather. Yeah, I think you've probably got to. I mean, I certainly couldn't bet 1.5 England weight of South Africa pre-match um, and pre-toss. Never forget that's really, really important in South Africa to toss. Um, I'm very positive about this England side. I think they look absolutely full of runs. Um, very encouraging to have Joffrey Archer back. Um, nevertheless, the recent form in the, of England and the the fact that South Africa do look a formidable one-day side doesn't justify 1.5. Okay, uh, Richard Mann, South Africa T20 has been halted for this, of course, as we know. Um, depth of talent for that in that league for South Africa is impressive, but how much of it is on show? I think a lot of it, lot, lots of talent, and I think we'll, Ed will obviously run through the team news um, in a second, and South Africa have got some big selection headaches here um, because they've got so much talent at their disposal. Um and given their record in bilateral series, we're not talking about a knockout tournament here. I think they have to be the better the prices. Okay, okay. Um, first two matches both at Bloemfontein, then they go to Kimberley under lights. Um, three of the last four under lights at the latter have been won by the side batting first. That one could be full of runs, but um, any early trade strategies, Paul Krishnamurti? 
Well, yeah, once again, runs. Um, I haven't even looked at Kimberley yet, but I'm very positive about Bloemfontein. I see that um, four of the last seven first innings there were 315 or more, two were 350 plus. And as I say, England are just a side. They look full of runs and I wouldn't have said they're particularly economical with a ball either. Okay, okay. Um, let's get to Edward Hawkins then for the lowdown on game one. South Africa expected to be 2.64 on the Betfair exchange. Sorry, we've just, you might edit that, edit that out because I've already said it. That's, that's all right. Um, uh, I'll give you the lineups. Quinton de Kock, Hendricks, we think, is going to beat Milan to the opening berth. Milan's had a dip in form. Bavuma in there, Markram, Klaassen, Miller, Janssen, Maharaj, Rabad, and Gidi. And Norkia, England, I think they'll go with this. Salt, Duckett, Milan, Brooke, Moeen, Butler, Sam Curran, Archer, Wokes, Rashid and Topley. There was a 1-1 draw between these two sides in the summer. Pitch report has just been done by Paul. We're expecting uh, some runs. Also reminding you that England lost 3-0 against Australia in their last series. And they were absolutely dreadful, but they weren't. Well, they weren't off, were they? So there we go. We expect an improvement. Okay, um, Richard Mann, three England players in that 11 having to climatise to South Africa conditions from the UAE. Is that an edge for South Africa? Uh, I, that doesn't worry me, to be honest. What does worry me is, well, Moen's had a poor year, um, poor 2022. And then I think in Salt and Ducky, I mean, Ducky's made his name scoring runs in the subcontinent, so he comes here completely different. I think this is probably the biggest challenge Salt has faced so far in these conditions where the ball really bounces against a high-class seam attack. So, so I take Paul's point about England being full of runs, but I, I do think there are a few question marks in that top six as well, and South Africa's seam attack will definitely exploit any weaknesses. Okay, um, Paul, that South Africa lineup looks good. What are your take on them? Well, um, just building on what Richard's saying, there are, I think, in both sides, there's some questions early, but it's the it's the depth. They've got such a great middle order. I mean, we've said it before about South Africa as well, but they really do look perfectly set up for white ball cricket. Um, I'm very encouraged by the form of Harmit Klassen and Marco Jansen with the bat in um, the SA20. So I think both sides can just will attack from the outset and um, and keep it going. Of course, big question as always will be how much how how many runs will Tem Bavuma cost South Africa? Any strategies, trades, technical bets, please? Rich Man and then Paul Krishnamurti, maybe both teams to score two seven five plus with Sportsbook at a boosted three to one, perhaps. I would like to take a look at conditions first um, because as we've always said about South Africa, if it's cloudy, if the overheads are out, it can be a tricky place to bat. And, and to be honest, I'm really keen on a couple in the side markets as well. So I'm not going to overstretch myself. I'll pass this over to Paul. Yeah, I, I am all over that price. I already doubted it down as five to two has been a good bet. I mean, you absolutely are taking a big risk always with conditions in South Africa, but Bloemfontein, the, the par is higher than that. I mean, they're 11 to 2, both sides to score 300 as well. So it makes me wonder, what is 300 going to be batting first? Like, is that going to be 7 to 4, 2 to 1? In which case, that's just a fabulous bet. Okay, okay. Um, Hawkins for the tops, please. Yeah, disappointing this. I haven't got much for you. Got some really poor numbers for England on the win rates. Uh, Butler is three from 16. Moeen, one from 20. Salt, two from 10. Milan, two from 11. We can't find any value on the win rates with Betfair Sportsbook. 
South Africa we can with Milan, seven wins from 21. Yanni Milan, so he's four to one with Sportsbook. So if he plays, he's a good bet. But if he doesn't, you get your money back. De Kock has four wins from 20 and is 11 to four. So that's uh, too short. and two wins in 16. You're getting 0.7% of an edge at 15 to two with Sportsbook. Norkia, three to one for top Wicket taker for South Africa. Best strike rate for South Africa in the last 12 months. He's threes, as I said, and Archer, five to one for England. Sorry, no, he's not. Um, he is five to two. And Sam, Col- Sam Collins, you wish, seven to two at the death is probably your value. <laughs> um, right. Those to follow, please, Richard Mann. Right. Well, first one's Darwin Milan for England. Um, forget his recent form in the I- ILT20. I mean, those conditions don't suit him, but South African conditions do. Um, he, he grew up here, don't forget. Um, his numbers, he hasn't played any 50 over cricket here for England, but he has played uh, T20s and he averages 60 in T20s in South Africa. Perfect place for him to bat. Good quick pitches suit his back foot game. So he's definitely a bet, especially with some doubts around the top order. And I've got Rassi van der Dussen in playing for South Africa. He he gets in that top six for me. He had a, a quite remarkable 2022 in this format. And um, what did he average? Nearly 80, 200s, 250s from nine matches. He's five to one top South Africa batsman. And the thing about Rassi is he's, he's generally hun- hungry to finish that out as well. So he's, he's great to have on side in this market. Two big bets for me there. No, I only okay, left so Rassi you- out to upset you, Richard. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> A sickening blood, but I'll, I will recover. Same to you. Same question to you, Paul Krishnamurti. Um, Harik Lassen, eighteen to one man of the match. Ed mentioned he's uh, he's fifteen two for the top bat. Pays a profit over the long term. He's probably never been in better form than he is right now. And um, you would have his third on the run list at the moment in SA twenty, batting at four or lower. So I think eighteen to one is very solid. He would be just... the top bat to win that, of course. Sorry, Paul, for, for jumping Sorry. back in there. I'm just going to chuck another one in. Um, uh, Aidan Markham, man of the match. I'm keen on South Africa here. He'll bat in the top four. Good player. He's doing really well in the SAT 20. And he's getting through some overs as well. I could see him doing a little bit of bowling for South Africa. 20s in the man of the match market. Worth a few quid. 20 to 1, Aidan Markham, really? Yeah, in the man of the match market. Yeah. Must have one each. Lovely stuff. Thanks very much, gents. Best bet still to come. India versus New Zealand still to come. But first, the treble klaxon and Richard Mann. Right, then kicking off my treble is um, Dawid Milan, top England batsman in the first ODI at 7-2. to two. And then Rassi van der Dussen, a top South Africa batsman at 5-1. to one. And then the last leg, hopefully, Sydney Sixers to win the big bash. Thank you very much. Stay tuned. More analysis coming right up. India versus New Zealand T20 series starts Friday, 1400. That's 2pm UK time from Ranchi. First of three, India expect to be about 1.5 on the Betfair Exchange. Uh, Edward Hawkins with a letter in a second. But a quick series overview from the guys first. Richard Mann, your thoughts? More experiment from experimenting from from both sides really in, in terms of squad lists and, and we saw in the ODIs that India probably just have that extra depth um, and again I think that probably gives them that, that edge year at home Okay Okay um, Paul Krishnamurti how do we trade runs generally in India T20s? 
Well, um, I usually look at the grounds first, to be honest with you, before any team in any match. Um, but I would say with India of late, say the last year or so, it generally served me quite well to go unders from the start because the par's always set so high. But in, lately that hasn't worked at all. And I think the the key factor there is for Coley, that Coley was taking up far too many balls and not scoring. Um, and that was what was affecting the score. That's certainly what cost him against England in the World Cup. I'm not sure I say that now because he looks in much better form and they really, really do look strong at the moment in India. Um, although, having said that, as far as I'm aware, the first game, this first game at Ranchi, is probably a possible low-scoring game. And you'd wonder if India, in their current form, that first, what's the par going to be? 175, 180? So that might be a, an under situation there. Okay, thank you very much. Um, Hawkins, you have a lowdown for game one, I believe. Sure do. Got a possible 11 for you for India. We've got Ishan, Kishan and Gill opening the batting. Then Tripathi at number three. That's where he finished off that series against Sri Lanka, uh, which is silly because it delays Yadav and we want Yadav in as quick as you can. Hardik, Huda, Sundar, and this is the long tail. Mavi, Umran Malik, Jahal and Arshteep. New Zealand, Alan Conway, Cleaver at number three, Mitchell, Phillips, Bracewell, Santner, Sodi if they think it spins. Spoiler, it does. Ferguson, uh, Lister, the left armour coming in. Tickner. Uh, India chased 153 with 16 balls to spare against New Zealand on this ground in 21. Five out of the last 11, 160 or more. New Zealand have lost five of their last six in India. As I said, it's a spin-heavy wicket. Three of your top wicket-takers all spinners in T20 history at Ranchi. Okay, then, Richard Mann, uh, New Zealand could well field a trio of spinners. Do you give them any chance at all? The problem there is just the quality of spin that, that New Zealand are going to possess, and it's so deep, Santner and, and Bracewell, all serviceable spinners, but are they really the world-class spinners that are going to be needed to get this Indian batting lineup? I'm not so sure, even in turning conditions. And on the other side, you've got Shahali. He's a, he has a world-class leg spinner, and Washington Sunder, very capable operator. So I, I just think New Zealand are up against it in these conditions. Okay, okay. Um, thank you very much. Paul Krishnamurti, are you taking on India here? No, no, not at all. I just don't, as much as I'm a big New Zealand fan, I don't think they're strong enough to cope at this level without Southie, Bolton, Williamson. And also head-to-heads, even with those three, India have won nine of the last ten against uh, New Zealand. Okay. Um, angles, please, guys, now. Might be something technical from Richard Mann or a trade from Paul Krishnamurti. Let's go Paul first, then Richard. Well, um, building what said earlier about the potential for this first wicket, Ranchi, to be very spin-friendly, I think going under for New Zealand runs could definitely pay off. There have been many matches here. Two of the three were low-scoring, though. Um, so I reckon you'll be able to lay uh, 160 at odds on, 160 or more at odds on. You'll probably be able to lay 150 or more at 1.4 maximum. So I'd go for that. Okay, Richard Mann, please. Just looking at the the recent ODI series, and we did flag it up before that one as well. The one theory, but two strategies worked really well, and it was that New Zealand middle order. So you either got over on New Zealand runs after they've had a shocking start, which they did do in that series, or you just back back a couple from the middle order. And Bracewell made a hundred from I think number seven. He copped. Um, I think Glenn Phillips from number six just edged out Mitchell Santner from number eight in the second ODI. 
as well. I think wh whichever way you go, it's got to be to do with the New Zealand middle order. Okay, okay. Um, Edward Hawkins for the tops, please. Yeah, we've been making money on Surikama Yadav for a whole year, and the gravy train has hit the buffers, I'm afraid. Nine wins from 34 for Yadav. Betfair Sportsbook have finally caught up with him. He was being priced at 11 to 4 for Sri Lanka series. The win rate is bang on 11 to 4. Uh, so there's no edge there anymore. We expect him to go off the same sort of price. We need Hardik, um, five wins from 30. We need 11 to 2 from Sportsbook if we're going to play. Uh, we will be playing Glenn Phillips, however, six wins from 21. We expect to get at least 9 to 2. If we get 9 to 2, we're getting 10% edge. Devon Conway is a live runner, four wins from 15. Dean. Uh, Bracewell, by the way, has one wins in 13. He's probably likely to be a fancy, particularly if he's a low-scoring one. OK, side markets uh, views, please, Richard Mann. Yeah, Phillips all day long. Brilliant T20 World Cup in Australia as well. Um, and I'd probably have a, a second bet in that market, probably on Bracewell or Santa, de depending on the prices. Uh, and just for India, Shubman Gill, I mean, he, the man's in just relentless form at the moment. I don't think you can look elsewhere. Okay, and to you, please, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, so uh, Ed called it already. Glenn Phillips for um, New Zealand seven wins out of uh, twenty-one games in twenty twenty-two, and that's despite Williamson uh, being in the team for most of that. So it's, theoretically, it's easier now. And of course, he would also have been disadvantaged in their many games against uh, associate sides, where you know generally their innings was finished by the time he got in. So. Um, he, that's definitely value long-term, and he's on a long four-match losing run, so it's a perfect time to strike with Glenn Phillips. And finally, on the um, top India bowler, um, been a big fan of Arshdeep Singh in this. He's got a great return, um, but I wonder, we haven't got any betting yet, but I wonder if the price has caught up with him. But certainly, if he's 3-1 or bigger, that'd be good. But more, perhaps more interesting is Umran Malik, who'd probably be the other deaf bowler, He's got a 13.3 strike rate from his six games, nine wickets, and guarantees to be bowling extreme pace at the death. You know, that's got wickets written all over it. Brilliant. Thank you very much, gents. I think it's time for the best bets. Best bets time. We have some scores and we have some doors. And as always, we have Edward Hawkins. Yes, thank you very much. The guys have five units to spend. Richard Mann is minus three. Paul Krishnamurti is minus 4.5. Very early days. Can't remember who is to go first this week, so do your worst. Go for it, Rich. Right, I'm going to kick off uh, one and a half points. Darwin Milan, top England batsman in the first ODI at seven to one. Okay, I'll have two points on both teams to score 275 5 to 2 in the first ODI with South Africa and England. Uh, and in the same ODI, I'm going to have 1.5 points. Rassi van der Dussen, top South Africa batsman at 5 to 1. Okay, I'll have uh, in the same match half a unit on Heinrich Klass and Mel in the match at 18 to 1. And then shifting over to India versus New Zealand, I'm going to have a point on Shubman Gill, top India batsman. Okay, and I'll have um, India, New Zealand, one point, Glenn Phillips, top New Zealand batsman. And that leaves me with a point, and I'm going to, I'm going to flip back to the South Africa, England um, ODI, and I'm going to split stakes. Half a unit, Adrian Markham, in the man of the match market, uh, and half a unit, Anrik Nokia, in the man of the match market. 
Okay, I've got uh, one and a half points left. I'm both in India and New Zealand. I'll have a point on Umar Malik, top India bowler, and I'll have half a point on Surya Kumar Yadav, man of the match. Thank you very much. Those are your best bets. Jot them down. Make sure you're on. Don't forget to join us next week on Cricket Only Better. More great stuff coming up. And also check out betting.betfair. Your ILT20. Yeah, SAT20 when it returns. India versus New Zealand. South Africa versus England is all there for your pleasure. See you next time.